Are we doing uh, shapeshifting? I'm assuming so, yeah. unless you want to do your PR first. No, no. I thought um, we were going to do shapeshifting later, but I'm ready. Okay. <coughs> Are you ready now? I think so. <laughs> That's two red lines now. Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Today, we are going to discuss a game, yeah, game, called The <laughs> Shapeshifting Detective. FMVs are very, very FMV. This is another one from Wales Interactive. The developer, though, is Deveki Studios, as well as Wales Interactive. That's the way it's labeled. It's going to be roughly, for those that haven't played, it's going to be roughly three and a half to four and a half hours, I would say, of gameplay. Mine was about four and a half, but I also was stopping to take notes a fair amount and also was trying to get every dialogue option possible. This is an FMV game and you are going through multiple characters. The basic conceit is, well, I'll just read the description from the Steam page. A supernatural murder mystery where you play as a detective, shapeshifting into other characters, allowing you to unlock secret conversations and Private Encounters. It is directed by Tim Cowles, created by Linda and Tim Cowles. At base, it's $13, not unheard of for a game of this type, an FMV game. They tend to be a bit pricey, and they tend not to drop very much. 50%, though, maybe. Though this is often part of the bundle, right, that we've played other games from. Yep. It's mostly positive with 664 reviews, if you like FMV, it's definitely one that I would recommend, and I'm not sure there's much more I can say about it. The basic mechanic of you getting to beat other characters is the main selling point of this one. It works pretty well. The acting is decent for the most part. The lighting is decent for the most part. It is a game where Wales Interactive knows what they're doing already. This is not one of their early games. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure there's much more to say about it, because as soon as we start, we're going to have to start talking about the story. Yep. It's basically a murder mystery, and you are the detective called in, the private eye, to come in and do this. But you're also a shapeshifter, so that's the that's the main <laughs> thing. You're not going to get to see yourself, as with most FMV. The idea is to suspend disbelief by having it be first person, so you don't see yourself, you don't hear yourself, and in this case... You have no idea what you actually look like, except that your name, quote-unquote, is Sam. Yeah. So you got, like, a boy or a girl's name, and even your icon, if you look off to the left side, is, like, boy's face facing left and a girl's face facing right. Or, like, the shadow of it. Oh, is it? I wasn't paying that much attention to that part. I knew that it looked smoky, like the logo, so I just... Slightly whatever, I don't care. (laughs) Pretty much I focused on whatever was in front of me at the time. It's decent... You've played it a couple times now? I've played it twice now, yeah. I've only played it once, but because you played it a couple times, there will be a few questions I might have for you throughout. But with that, I think pretty much if you're into FMV, especially games like we've talked about before, I would say even Telling Lies for a Story, which are a different company, but also obviously The Bunker. Yep. If you like those kind of games, then you should give this a try. And beware. Here's your spoiler warning. We're giving it all away. So <laughs> if you want to enjoy the game for its story, which is pretty much all it has going for it, you'll want to turn away now and come back after you play. We're going to start with some oily colors on the screen, a marbling. And around those are credits with some voice work about Dorota's murder. Is Dorota a common name? I've never heard that. I've never heard of Dorota before. Okay. I thought it was an anagram for something at first. (laughs) Well, I had... Probably is. I had the worst problem of it first. I was calling her Dorita. (laughs) (laughs) Or Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Getting getting the A and O in the wrong (laughs) spot. Okay. But that allows it to stand out. Because most of the other names were much more common. Not really. <laughs> no? I don't know anyone called Rain. Uh, Lexi, maybe, but... Mm. What's that? Bronwyn? Bronwyn. She sounds like she's at Game of Thrones. She probably is. I guess I've just known a couple <laughs> of Bronwyns in the past, so it doesn't seem out of place That's to me. a tanker of ale, Bronwyn. We are going to start with a man in a black suit 
who tells us to keep our mouth shut. And if you don't, uh, if you say anything, <laughs> if you make a choice, you start over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Credits and all. Yes. And there's an achievement for that. Let me just say this now. Okay, here it works. Okay, you want me to be quiet? I've said something. Start over. Mm -hmm. I get that. It works here. But there's a real problem throughout the game. And I don't know if you experienced this as well. But the game is told in chapters. Mm -hmm. When you hit whatever information you need, that triggers the next chapter to be an option. Yeah. But as soon as you hit it, it triggers the opening part, the marbling and colors and voiceover for the next chapter. And then you go back to the taxi where it says, do you want to go to the next chapter or do you want to stay here? And the first time I got that after this section, I was very confused. I guess you don't get it for this one, but uh, you would get it for chapter two. But I was very confused as to why I would go to the next chapter because I haven't I haven't started this chapter yet. Do you understand what I mean? It is triggering the start of the next chapter. So the first time I thought I was already in the next chapter. I didn't realize okay. that I had the option. So I thought it was telling me I could skip a chapter, which is definitely not what I wanted no, to do. definitely not. But even after I figured that out, the problem was, okay, great. I can stay in this chapter and still find more information because I'm pretty sure that if you finish the chapter, you lose access to certain bits of dialogue. Yeah, for sure. It's just at times very confusing as to the next chapter is, oh, is that the one, like I said in the beginning, is it the one that comes after this? Because I've already seen the opening. But you're going to have to see the opening when you do jump into the next chapter. I also had a time where I seemed to be in a loop of not being able to get out of it, of here's the color swirling on the screen and the voiceover, and then I would get back into the taxi, and it would say, next chapter? Y yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Go to the next chapter. And then it would take me through it again, and then I was stuck. I think I hit a bug at some yeah. point where three or four times I was watching this, I was like, oh, come on. The first time you play through, you can't skip it. Yeah. So you're just stuck <laughs> watching uh, it for like two that. minutes. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> weird. Okay, so it was just me. You played it twice, and you didn't experience you didn't that. that no. Okay, good then it's a bug, but one that you'll rarely see. It would be my guess. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> this opening bit, though, with the man in the black suit, I don't like it. Yeah. This is one of the more poorly acted bits of the game. And also, this is where they're trying to imply that there's more, but they don't really give that to us. Even at the end, I mean, we're in the spoiler section, even at the end, I mean, we'll have to talk about that when we get there. But the bit I got didn't really give me much and just made me feel like, well, there's no point in really even having this bit at the beginning and end. It just doesn't add anything to it for me. As far as I can tell as well, it's not like it's part of a sequel. It's possible we'll get maybe touch on this right at the end, but probably not because it spoils another game. But this game could link into another game. Okay. But that's not a very strong link, just one in my head, so... Make what you want. <laughs> you're, you're filling in the gaps between <clears throat> two games. Between two games. Mainly because they have the same actress and she has a problem. Which? Violet. Actress? Violet is, okay. in, is in the next game. Oh, that'd be But right. she's not as Violet. But it makes sense because, yeah. Yeah, that's my big problem with the game. And that's one of my final notes is like, what was the point of it all then? Because you made all this story up and ooh. And at the end, it's like, oh, you didn't explain anything at all. There's nothing. It's just empty. Basically, I don't know. To me, he was like Cancer Man from X-Files. He's like this dark, shadowy figure. You're this strange, I don't know, I, who knows, like a test subject. You've got a number rather than a name. You're obviously under extreme pressure to perform a duty, and these guys have way more power than you do. It seems like they can just shut you down when they want to and restart you. Maybe you're some kind of computer or you're some kind of android. I don't know. The, the list can go on forever. But yeah. Nothing gets answered, and that really bugged me, so beware. We're going to get into town. We're going to be sent to August, where we are meant to meet with Chief Dupont, or Dupont, <laughs> depending on who is using the name. Yeah. The Chief... Budget Tex Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's a little hammy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. Like, oh, what is with this guy? I love his animations when he's idling oh, as well. <laughs> the idling animation. The one was just looking at that pencil. And he's like, his eyes are just like, ooh. He's just got these massive bulging eyes. That one doesn't bother me as much as the one where he's putting on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as he did that the first time, I thought, oh, is the conversation over? Are we done? Are you leaving now? Yeah. Oh, no. It's just idle animation, which is a good idea. But their choices for the idle animation were very odd sometimes. Have him do some paperwork or have him go through his drawers or something like that. The pencil gazing and the putting on the hat and just, I don't know. Yeah, for him especially, it really stands out. Everyone else kind of is okay. They're stuck on a couch. What can they do? But him, just what? (laughs) It also feels a bit inappropriate at times, the idle animations. Like Violet's especially, we're zooming in on parts of her body that we should not be zooming in on. Yeah. Oh, this feels a bit wrong. (laughs) The chief basically tells us that we have some sort of problem that he can put to the bottom of the pile if we help him out. Yeah, oh yeah, because the chief in August has that much power. Yes. This is something that I've said before, and I'm going to say again. Give us an idea of how big this place is. Because it seems like a super tiny town, but at the same time, some people don't know each other. Mm. And you also have just... Some things in it that make me go, wait, is this a small town or is this a city? Because I'm just baffled by the size of what this place is supposed to be. It has to be a small town because even the animations when you get in the taxi, it's all these backcountry roads. There's no big city lights. There's no driving through like London or anything like that. It's all like muddy countryside roads. All right. I'm sure that's where they filmed it. But where is it supposed to be in the game? That's what I mean. Well, I mean, if you're going to build some kind of imagination thing, like if you're going to film something, then yeah, film it where you think it should be set. That's where they shot it. But that's where it now is in my head where they are. You know, I'm not going to look at that and go, oh, they're in the middle of Birmingham, which is a place that they were in the past. But Mm -hmm. August seems to be a tiny little town somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. So what it feels like. But then again... As I said, some of the things that they have and some of the things they talk about just makes it feel like it's bigger. In a town that's as small as it looks, everybody would know everybody. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be the type of thing, oh, have you heard of Zach Weston? It's like, well, yeah, everybody would if he's the only photographer in town. Yeah, he's even (laughs) even photographed for the local news station. Yeah, he's the, the only guy we've got. I think you could get away with that if they are somebody who just works in an office or who works in the city. And just lives here. But if you have the only photography studio in town, I think everybody's going to have a good idea of who you are. Yeah, I think so. As far as the chief, we can ask him what he was doing last night. Oh, yeah. And find out that he was in the office and there's video evidence to prove it. So we can rule him out, which I didn't like. (laughs) Why? I'm fine that we can rule him out, but I want to see it. All right, okay. (laughs) Because we're essentially just taking the chief's word for it. Yeah. But game mechanic-wise, it becomes very obvious that he couldn't have done it because we need him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is our summary man. If ever we leave the game and come back, we go to the chief and say, oh, what do we know? And he'll tell you everything you found out from the current chapter, I believe. We are led to believe that the chief knows about our power. Who is it who says... No children? Was that the man of black? Yeah. Okay. But basically, the chief wants this taken care of. He wants to know who killed Dorota. But clearly, it was those terror readers. (laughs) Yeah. And that's who he definitely wants to pin it on. And that's the interesting part of the story, I think, the hook. Beyond the fact that we know we're going to be able to shapeshift is the fact that these terror readers came into town, warned that Dorota was going to die, then she died. Which does make them look very guilty. Or very good terror readers. But the chief doesn't believe in that. So his options are they killed her, or at the very least they know more than they're letting on. But the thing is, what I don't get is, if the chief knows that we can shapeshift, surely he would have some kind of secret code word or some way of telling, because we can go back to him as anyone and make him spill the beans on anything, and we're, we fool him every time. He wouldn't, wouldn't he look at you and go, hmm, what's your birthday? 
You know, something like that. When were you born? Oh, 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 oh you got me, Chief. It's me, Sam. Yeah. You know? Come on. <laughs> you would suspect. Yeah. But Chief Dupont is not the best <laughs> detective, let's say. Too busy looking at those pencils. <laughs> We're going to go to the guest house. We get to meet Violet. This is, for me, where I feel like the game actually starts. We're actually meeting somebody new. We actually get to ask questions about where they were and did they know Dorota and those kinds of things. Dorota, according to Violet, was nice but slutty. (laughs) Those are her words. Uh, Yeah. We are told we should talk to Oscar, Dorota's boyfriend, but we can't do that yet. Because he's in the next chapter, so we actually have to wait for that. And this is where, like, once I got to that next chapter where I realized, oh, when somebody gets introduced through dialogue, I have to wait for the next chapter a lot of times to see them. Because I was wondering what happened to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, go talk to Oscar. Well, he's not on my list. I can't get to him. <laughs> I think there are some others that do perhaps appear within the same chapter, but if they don't, And they've been mentioned, then likely the next chapter we'll get to meet them. We get to go talk to everyone. We get to talk to Bronwyn, who explains that she was reading tarot and that predicted the murder. We get to talk to Rain, who says something about the hot water going off after 9 p.m., so make sure to take a shower before then. Which, since the murder happened between 9 and 9.30, I think that's meant to be a clue, but it doesn't really seem to fit. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have had a shower any time after nine, and it would have been cold. Yeah, but unless he had a hot shower, and then you know, well, he probably didn't do the murder. He tells us about the special deck, the Mercury deck, that is the one that both gives the question and the answer. Mm -hmm. Unlike a normal tarot deck where you should be asking the question. Lexi is just such a liar in the first bit. Oh, I wasn't there. there. Uh, Was I there? Um... Yeah, I was with her. Was ask with ask her, her and let, let me know what she says where I was. Yeah. This is pretty much what she says. Pretty terrible. Oh, we uh, we painted our nails. Oh, but I've already uh, scraped it off. Yeah. <laughs> Worst liar. We now, when we go to our room, we now have access to be the Chief, Lexi, Bronwyn, Rain, and Violet. So anybody we've encountered, except for the dude in black, we can become. So you see their picture, you click on them. And then you become them. They say one line of awful dialogue and then you get to leave. Yeah. So at first I was a bit confused because I was like, oh, I'm the chief now. I should go talk to Violet. And I clicked on her picture. Yeah. And then I became her. Yeah. I did that so many times. And I do, I do feel it's a bit of a waste of time to be in, in your room is fine. But then you have to leave the room to choose somebody. Maybe it was easier UI wise. Maybe it's cleaner this way. But I just wanted to start jumping into conversations, not have to go into the hallway to hear the radio, to choose which person to go into. It just felt like it slowed the whole process down. And I wanted to just be able to go to conversations from the guest room. I I think it would have been, yeah, like you're already getting confused by clicking on changing into shape-shifting into someone else in the in the room. I think that's a conscious decision. Like, yeah, we should make them exit the room first and then choose who they're going to ch- talk to. Otherwise, we just get messy. There would just be pictures or writing all over that room. There's already enough going on in that room anyway, you know? Fair um, I think so. I like the radio, though. That was probably one of my favourite things in this game. Did you stop to listen to it? Of course. I listened to the whole thing. It's about two hours long. <laughs> all right, well... Darren's playthrough could be six hours long, then. I've got a dedicated two pages to this. Do you want to get into it now, then? I don't know. That's up to you. Do you want to just blast through the story and then go over the individual things that's on the radio at the end? Okay. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Amazing. Riveting stuff. It actually is. I think, honestly, I think that there's a problem with the radio, and that is that the stories, on the most part, are pretty good. The delivery is awful. They're terrible. And the audio quality on them is terrible as well it's like they recorded it on their phones on a subway well they are a small (laughs) public run radio station yeah can't afford a microphone (laughs) right as the chief basically i didn't get any new info i was able to go talk to everyone here's one problem story wise and they handle it a couple times through dialogue but this all happens in one night yeah each chapter is an hour yep so for one thing, like, well, it's kind of in real time because it, it lasts about four hours. 
But getting to all the places feel like it would take a little bit longer. And going from person to person. <laughs> Hi, Sam, let's have a conversation for three minutes. Yeah. And then go. <laughs> it also feels a bit awkward that you could keep talking to the same people over and over again. That means that, for example, Violet had within the same hour... The chief came to talk to her, Bronwyn came to talk to her, Sam came to talk to her, Rain came to talk to her, Lexi came to talk to her. I'm really popular tonight. And then it gets worse as we get more characters. Yeah. Although the game does do something good where it's just like, it just shows you an empty couch. There are some where, at at first I wondered if that was a clue. Oh, they're gone. Where were they? Yeah, exactly. Me too. First time I played it. But as I got further in the game, I realized, no, they're just telling us there's nothing there. Yeah. Which I appreciate. And also you cannot visit... If you go as Bronwyn to visit Bronwyn, Bronwyn won't be there. Right. So, because obviously you have one of those Back to the Future 2 moments. There's also a part where I saw Oscar as the chief, and then I went back again the next hour, and Oscar says, nice to see you again, Mm. chief. I did like that because it did start to hint how awkward and unrealistic it was that some of these people would keep visiting. Yeah. As Violet... Brown once said she stayed in her room all night, and we just catch Lexi and more lies. As Bronwyn Rain says, is there a pattern like before, like we tried to stop the ones in Birmingham? So that gives us the Birmingham option for dialogue later. Yeah. As Rain, I tried to visit Violet, but she wasn't there. Bronwyn says she didn't see Violet last night. On the radio, each time is Poe and Monroe. They have their own game. Oh, do they? Yep. There's something Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe. I think that's, that's a game, that's a new one that's out. Interesting. We'll maybe talk about that in a bit. At six o'clock, you get to the chapter A Dame to Die For. The tulip cancel has been postponed due to the murder. We can visit the chief, as I said before, for a summary. Violet calls. She doesn't call him Chief DePaul. She calls him Claude, which made me think that they're more familiar. Yeah. And they definitely are, but they're just friends i don't think there's anything more to it than that she was angry about sam questioning her saying something like you said i wouldn't be bothered and yeah i'm being bothered this is where i got stuck in the loop of getting the same chapter opening over and over again and i was so frustrated (laughs) i think the first part was me coming back again i think what would be better is not to get the chapter opening until you choose it but the problem is then how do you know you've actually got the information you need to finish the chapter i think if your next chapter thing doesn't pop up until it's time then you know maybe i'm just not understanding correctly but i questioned everyone and then i got into the taxi and then when i'm in the taxi it says next chapter yes and then when i hit next chapter then i get all that goop on the screen and stuff no mine would come on almost automatically that's not what i had at all then definitely that does sound weird to me as well that sounds wrong and that's not what i had oh okay well then your your version is much better yeah because you must have been really confused then because if you're getting into the taxi and then all of a sudden it's just like and then it plays all that stuff and gives you the next chapter title and then it prompts you oh next chapter you'd be like oh but I haven't done anything yet yeah. for this chapter. No, no. Yeah, that's exactly my conundrum yeah. Yeah, no, in the I, beginning. Yeah, no, no, no. You get into the taxi and it's like, go to the chief, go to this place, go to this place. Or it's like, next chapter. And then you click, yes, next chapter. And then it play. It should play that next part. That's odd. Yeah, but that meant at bare minimum, I was seeing every twice. opening twice. Yeah. yeah, no, something wrong. Definitely something wrong. Okay. <laughs> Can confirm. But I like the whole Birmingham thing because it's like we get mention of a traveler. Now we're starting to get into like the whole Cthulhu stuff. Oh, what is the traveler? And even in the radio plays, they give you stories about the traveler. And also, we are a traveler, the entity within Sam. Is that right? I think that's what we're led to believe. Okay. Well, I didn't pick up on that. that. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Okay. A traveler or something similar. Mm-hmm. I get the impression from the way they did the dialogue that the entity within Sam doesn't really know what it is. That makes sense because that's one of the radio plays with the bag lady. Did you listen to that one? No, I didn't listen to any of them all the Ah, way through. Uh, There's one where the traveler comes to Earth for information. Travelers arrive on Earth on something that's the size of a basketball. They arrive in meteor showers so that they're undetected. If they are detected, they self-destruct. But basically, when they arrive, they find a host... And one of the radio plays is basically the first thing he sees is a bag lady. So he jumps into her 
and then he has to he has to feed and but again he doesn't know what he is it's a really creepy story it's, it's a really good story i really like that one actually where he's just trying to figure out what he is he's like should i eat them by the heads maybe i'll try eating them by the feet next time you know it's, it's really creepy stuff but that would make sense if we are also a traveler not in that story it's a shapeshifter too i, I never how did you come up with that Wait, i didn't hear anything about that i'm not really sure. I think that part of it was the man in black, just the way he was explaining our powers to us as though we don't know what we can do. Mm. As well as some of the questions that Sam would ask about travelers. Right. It seems like if Sam is the shapeshifter that can possess things, Sam would need to ask all these questions about, do you know about possession? Uh-huh. Do you know about... Well, he asked about killing at one point. Mm -hmm. Can you kill a traveler? Can you capture a traveler? Can you do all of those things? Perhaps Sam or the entity is trying to figure out what Rain actually knows. Mm -hmm. But to me, I was interpreting it as we, as the character, and also the character itself we are playing, does not know this stuff. Right. And is trying to learn more. I think that there's also the idea, perhaps... some red herrings in the game, and I do suspect that this was meant to be one, mm-hmm. that we might be worried we did it. Right. Because we don't know where we were last night. True. <laughs> so it's very possible that we did it and perhaps didn't know. Maybe we did it as Violet. Yes. So there are all sorts of things that it could be. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's just... It may be me filling in the gaps, but it felt like it was there. Yeah, no, no I, I totally didn't pick up on that at all. That's, that's a good interpretation of it, to be honest. As Sam, in this chapter, we get to visit Oscar. He talks about a number of things, about seeing her yesterday until 5. Then he was playing soccer with his friends until about 9.30. So he has an alibi. Though we never double-check anybody's alibi, because that'd be more actors and more money. Yeah, yeah I'll take your word for it. Droda had started doing these voyeur fantasies, which is how we know a number of things. Oscar can fit into the closet, so anybody could fit into the closet. There's a wedding dress there, and well, it leads to some other conversations that happen later. Yeah. Violet says Zach Weston took naughty photos of Droda, so we're going to get Zach Weston in the future. We also find out Oscar is the vicar's son, but that doesn't... Doesn't really play into anything. Yeah. Not really. Bronwyn says Oscar came to know that Dorota's spirit was okay, but we're going to find out that that was just a ruse because Oscar was asked by the chief to try and get in there and find evidence. Rain is going to start admitting to the whole Birmingham failure. Three women, I think, died there. Yeah. And they weren't able to stop it. I think we don't get all of that now. I think that we have to do the, the tricky thing of... He says, well, ask Bronwyn if it's okay. So yeah. we have to become Bronwyn to come back to Rain to say... Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> tell, tell Sam about Birmingham. Yeah. Which is exactly what I expected of the game, and I'm not disappointed. I expected more of that, to be honest. That's actually what I was just going to say. Yeah. yeah, I expected that to be the majority of the game. Yeah, because, I mean, when you're going through, especially at the beginning, when you're, like, trying to get the confession out of them, like... Because that does happen in the beginning as well with Lexi and Bronwyn, where they're like, okay... We don't have an alibi, yeah, but okay, we'll just keep your mouth shut and stuff like that. So you do get information that way. But yeah, I was expecting way more actual detective work as a shapeshifter. You know, the name of the game. Well, you do. You do get to (laughs) have other conversations you wouldn't be getting normally. Yeah. It does work. Honestly, I don't want the game to be any longer. I think it hits just the right amount of length. (laughs) Don't play Madness, Madness of Dr. Decker then. You keep saying that. It took me 17 hours to play, man. I'll probably put myself through it at some point. (laughs) But I think that this amount of characters and this amount of interaction is pretty good, especially with the empty couches. I prefer the empty couches to, I've got everything I've got out of this character, so I'm going to get their animations. Or like the same dialogue. over. Yeah, which they didn't do. There are times where... It would be nice to... I mean, I was taking notes for the episode, so I had my notes in front of me. If I was playing normally, though, I wouldn't have any notes. I'd just be playing. And go, oh, what did they say? But I think they've done a good thing by having the chief be able to yeah. give you any information. So if you missed it or you didn't quite understand it, <laughs> there's all sorts of things. Your daughter could have come in to talk to you while you were watching that and you missed yeah. that bit of dialogue. 
the chief will fill you in. So I think that works very well. That fixes the problem and also cuts down on the excess bloat of what it could be if I was going in and having the exact same conversation just to make sure I was getting all of the dialogue options. Mm -hmm. As I transform into Oscar, the game has voiceover saying, oh, your ability is limited. And oh, this is when you texted me. Yeah. I texted you and said, wait, is our ability limited? Because I don't want to get halfway through the game and find out I can't shapeshift anymore. Yeah, oh, you're done now. Make yeah. your choice. <laughs> but your theory, I think, holds up, which is it's just game story that they're trying to throw in. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up as well. Oh, is your ability really limited? And, of course, other people are asking because they don't want to... They tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they tell you that. Explicitly in the game. And there's no indicator of it. There's yeah. no ability meter or anything of that kind. There's no number that you're given. Oh, you can only shapeshift 100 times. Yeah. There's nothing that's told to us except for that vague statement. And I really rather they didn't have that because that's a scary thing as a player to suddenly think, oh, am I limited? And did I waste five of them by doing it before when I should save them all for the end of the game when I can talk to everyone knowing everything. Yeah. As the chief, we're going to talk to Violet and she's going to say she has a deal with him. She mentioned something about Mr. Hedges, but I didn't find the rest of the Mr. Hedges story. Did you? I don't even remember that part, to be honest. No, I never found anything else about it. Well, who is Mr. Hedges? I'm assuming Mr. Hedges is her doctor. Ah, okay. Then I did. I don't remember anything else. That would be my guess, but if it is, I didn't connect those two. So I kept expecting there to be some sort of interesting Mr. Hedges story, but I think that it's really just her doctor. That might But be then really... why not call him Dr. Hedges instead of Mr. Hedges? Yeah. Unless Mr. Hedges is the pharmacist. Yeah. That might relate to, again, the Dr. Decker story, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. At 7 o'clock, we are going to have a chapter called The Camera Never Lies. So now we get to talk to Zach Weston. That's right. The creepiest character in the game. Yeah, fair enough. Can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> Maybe the slimiest character? Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. that, yeah. He admits to taking pictures for Dorota's article about her scholarship. He also does special boudoir photos. He admits to having sex with Violet. When, as Sam, we talk to Violet, she says that Zach claims they're in a relationship, but doesn't act like it. We are going to see a cutscene of a girl in the hallway, and she just runs off into the room. Yeah, what's with that little shining child man? Come play with us. It comes into play later, but it was very unnecessary at this point. Bronwyn and Lexi are doing phone readings till 8, so they're just out of the game for this part, which I think is fine, and adds a bit of realism to the fact that we can't just go talk to them all the time, whenever we want. And occasionally people have to go to the bathroom. Let's assume that's why they are not on their couch at the time. Oh, I didn't catch them because they must be in the bathroom. Doing other things. They or went, something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> went into town, get some shopping. Rain says Zach told him of meeting with Dorota. So this, again, puts Zach on our to-watch list, I guess. He says that Zach was going to meet up with Dorota on Monday because her parents go to the cinema every Monday. And you know what that means. Rain's words. And you know what that oh, means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I, that they go to the cinema every <laughs> <laughs> We get a bit more about Birmingham from Rain here. Talks about, yeah, there were three South African girls that were killed and they weren't able to save them. As Rain, we're going to find out the Violet inherited the guest home from her parents. And a weird story about her parents where her mother kept the father in the freezer because she was feeling lonely. So she didn't report the father's death, but just kept him in the freezer. The same freezer I use. Yeah. Yeah. For, I hope this isn't a bed and breakfast then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Gordon Ramsay will come in and shut it down. It's at this point that my notes start to get very, very short. Because I only really make <laughs> Patience notes. Patience gets short as well. Well, but I only make notes of things that seem different or seem mm. interesting. And a lot of what we learn, as with any of this kind of murder mystery game, what we find out early on becomes completely irrelevant later when we find out the truth or more of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically towards the end, you're just like kind of finessing the argument. But after this part, Dead Cert is the next chapter. 
we get a cutscene where Bronwyn, she tells us the story, but it's a flashback because that would be boring if she just told us, I guess, mm-hmm. where the terror readers are all drawing a card. Well, I hope it's not the five of swords like yesterday. Oh, it's the five of swords. Oh, I hope it's not the two like yesterday. <laughs> there it is. Oh, I hope it's not death like yesterday. Oh, there it is. Oh. What are the odds? Yeah. And then Rain says, Rain 779,672. Rain says the odds. Oh. <laughs> At that point, I was waiting for Bronwyn to turn to Rain and say, never tell me the odds, kid. But, <laughs> uh, but that does make sense. Even qualifies afterwards when you say, I get asked that a lot. Yeah. So, fair enough. Blanks think their math skills to me. How dare they? Yeah. We're going to find out that Ellis Munro of the radio show is next. She also happens to be a redhead. The Traveler has a thing for redheads then. When we talk to Ellis, we're going to find out about her partner on the radio. There's hint that they might be more, but not much more than that, which led me to make a mistake later. She knew Dorota. They were friends for a while. Then we basically start getting all sorts of story. She ended up telling us that she dated Dorota. And that she wasn't sure she wanted to see Oscar anymore. So Ellis told Dorota, well, tell him you're into voyeur fantasy. So that adds more to this closet thing. Yeah. And we find out later that maybe Dorota liked that because I think she made Zach do the same thing at some point. Yeah. The wedding dress apparently was Dorota's mother. So that's kind of a clue that's just gone now. I thought it was going to be something special i was i was waiting for someone else to tell me like oh she has a wedding dress or i was gonna say hey do you know about this wedding dress like "Mm, no i never heard about it you know i was waiting for that to pop up in a conversation but it just doesn't i think it's only there just to like put more emphasis on this relationship i guess her mother expected her to get married and that's about as far as it goes i've got no idea zach weston of course was trying to get ellis to do boudoir photos ellis also talks about some sort of dream about being replaced by other versions of her right and we get a cutscene of Ellis. I, I think she's calling Sam by his phone or something. But everybody in this game seems to be British, right? This yeah. is Wales Interactive, except for Ellis. No, I think she's meant to be an American. Okay. Yeah. But it just, I know it's possible. It just feels out of place. It just seems like the type of thing in a tiny town like August that you would want to know, how did you end up here? Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, so... Big radio stations, sometimes it's quite common to have, you know, you've got your breakfast show host, usually, who's got some kind of companion. And yeah, they can be from another country. That would make sense. But you have to be pretty down on your luck to make it on August. <laughs> they make it to August on that trip, you know? Fair enough, whatever. I don't know why they went for that at all. I'm, gre- I'm guessing she's not American either. So I'm guessing she's just like, can you do an American accent? It's possible. All right. You're, you're hired. I don't, I've got no idea. I don't know. I didn't look it up, so I couldn't tell you for sure. The chief will tell you to go easy on Violet. Again. Again. As Sam, Violet is helping her goddaughter, Sophia, with her math. And this is the girl from the creepy scene earlier. Yeah. So that creepiness was for nothing. Sophia says Violet was taken by aliens, which seems silly, but of course we're going to have to ask about it. Yep. Bronwyn asks for help. Oh, sorry, no. I ask Bronwyn for help. And you have to choose. So there's two different things you could have. I chose to have her watch Violet. Okay. I think I probably did the same thing on my second playthrough, to be honest. I don't remember what... I don't really remember much about my first one. That's Violet. What did you do on the second one? I think it was It was definitely Violet, because I had suspicions it was Violet in this time, on this playthrough. I certainly did. Rain talks about Yuri... Harris in Birmingham. This was the person who the Traveler possessed Mm -hmm. and warned the terror readers that it would see them again in August, not realizing that August would be both the town and the month. Lexi, we can also ask for help, and I asked her to talk to Zach Weston, which was a bit weird because then I also, as Lexi, went to talk to Zach Weston. (laughs) And later Lexi said, it was very weird. He seemed to think I'd already met him and been there and told him my name and everything. So, yeah, well. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ellis basically has no options to talk to anyone at this point. Bronwyn, like as Bronwyn, Lexi talks about how they've tried this a few times, but they've never been able to stop the Traveler. And that's got to be awfully frustrating, doesn't it? Yeah. Lexi asks, who is the killer? And I, as the player, have to choose? 
How would I know at this point? I'm assuming that you have enough information to make a choice. I really don't feel like I did, because even by the end of the game, I didn't feel like I had enough. Mm. I felt like there were three options, and it could have been any of them. Yeah. And I was a bit frustrated, because I'd also seen that your achievement, you already got this one. I got this in my second playthrough. So the first time, I didn't get it. The first time, I made a mistake. The second time, everything pointed to Violet. I mean, I never trusted her. I think I chose Violet my first playthrough as well, to be honest. Because I think the game wants you to think it's Violet. Mm. But I think Violet is one of the pool of killers that you can have. I think you can have... Who is it you can choose? You can choose Zack, Rain, Violet? Yes. But in this instance, you have everybody. Much like the end of the game is kind of... Well, it could be anybody. Mm. But if you get a hint from the chief, he basically says it's one of these three. Right, right. So I said, well, Rain was praying in his room all night Mm. even though he doesn't believe which just sounds utterly stupid right said and he happens to have been everywhere you were where the traveler killed all of them maybe it's him Mm -hmm. because we didn't get any more i feel like you get a bit more later with him that might make you believe him more right but at this point it's like well he seems the most likely I hadn't gotten more from Violet, which would make her even more suspicious later. Right. And Zach Weston is just creepy, but I didn't have any evidence against him at this point. Right. I think there was something for me where Violet went to visit Dorota with Zach, but she that, said. But that comes later. But I mean, that's, that's one of the bits of evidence that I had. But you wouldn't have had it at this point. The, but by the end of the game, I mean. By the end of the game, yes. But by this point, when I'm having to choose for the first time, who yeah. do I think it is? I, I think that's just that. Do you have you go on ideas? That doesn't change the game at all, does it? No, but I can't get that achievement, I think. No, no, no. That comes right at the end. Oh, the achievement comes from the end? I thought the achievement came from this no, one. No, no, no. Because no. it says, guessed it the first time. It just was, means... Oh, so I thought it meant the first time you get to choose, oh, no, you have to no, choose no, it. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no, no way, way at this point. Okay. <laughs> all right. Plus, I also thought, well, that would be a bit of a bummer. If you get that yeah, achievement, then you, then know it is you know who it is all the way through the, the rest. game. Yeah, no, no. You get that right at the end. Okay. That makes much more sense then. As Rain, we're going to find out that we gave Ellis a reading and she thinks it was a prediction of death. Went back to Sam again and Violet tells about her abduction. She's been taken five times. There's this metallic taste and smell. We're going to find all all sorts of stuff about her, but let's get into 9 o'clock. We're getting right towards the end here. This is our last full chapter. This is where, as Sam, you get to meet Poe for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't like Poe. I don't like Poe either. (laughs) Sorry, Poe. Yeah. I wanted to like you. He's just so melodramatic and over the top. I mean, he's supposed to be for his show. I get it, but... Yeah, don't be that person... On and off air. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I've worked in a radio station before. and Some people are like that. They are like that. Even in... I worked in a very small place and, yeah, they can be like that off air as well. And I'm sure I've met some people like that as well who seem to be that way both in their public image and also in private. But he's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a weirdo. I mean, his whole show is Poem Monroe's... Was it Curiosity Shop where they bring in all these weird objects? So he's like, I bought, he's like, this is this medallion from Egypt and it's, it was worn by so and so. Yeah, I got it on eBay. <laughs> That's exactly what he says. It's like, uh, he's, he's such an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I like Poe, but just, yeah, the acting is a bit too over the top for me. From him, we'll find out that August was founded by the pirate Mary August. That story goes nowhere. (laughs) Like a lot of the stuff does, yeah. Ellis has been doing the radio show with him for, uh, I think, two years. She was the one who had the idea for Poe and Monroe. It's kind of it. You hear a lot from him, but it can be distilled down into that. It's just a bit of history, really, isn't it? Yeah. The chief, so again, this is all a Sam. The chief will say that Rain's real name is Lawrence Petrovsky, and he has a record. There's the murder in Hong Kong, so we have to ask him about Hong Kong. We can talk to Zach, who we can warn to be near witnesses for the next few hours. Mm -hmm. Oscar says he's leaving to stay with his aunt. This is too much for now, which made me suspect Oscar, but he's not one of our options, really. Violet says she has news for Zach if he ever shows up. So I was dying to get to be (laughs) Zach to get rid of that. There's also a cutscene of Violet carrying scissors, which is just very weird. 
And it just felt so out of place. And I'm like, well, that's a red herring. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this is the thing that made me go, well, it's not violent. Ah, uh, okay. Because we didn't get any other creepy scenes with anybody else. Only that kid. <laughs> yeah, but the kid is not an option to choose. That's a shame as well, because they make a big deal out of never change into a child. Here's a child. Oh, we're going to do the forbidden thing. We're going to, something's going to happen. Something interesting is going to happen. No, no. As usual, some bit of story has been flopped in there and it's like, oh, but it's not important. Like, ah, oh, come on. So did you not get that scene? The, the scissors? Yeah. Did you get a weird cutscene with Rain or something? No, I got a, a... I don't remember a scissors bit in this one, but... She's just slow motion walking down the hallway, carrying scissors behind her back. I definitely didn't get that this playthrough. Definitely okay. did not. I'm wondering if that's the clue I need to look for on my next playthrough so I can get that achievement. <laughs> Bronwyn is going to say Violet has a scar on her back, and she's also been Googling Ellis Monroe for some reason. Well, because she knows that she might be the one to be killed. Yeah. Rain says that the murder charge was him actually trying to save the woman in Hong Kong from falling off, which the chief will admit could be the mm. the real story. Well, it does look like he's trying to save her, but what's the reason they were up there in the first place? <laughs> because the chief is really after them. Lexi has a fun flirty cutscene. I think if you've made the right choices before mm-hmm. to hint that Sam might be interested in her, where she says, oh, I'm going to do a reading. I'm just going to pull these off the top. You have dialogue options of, shouldn't you shuffle it first? Shouldn't I ask a question? No, no, not not this time. Oh, look, this one means you're going to be part of a couple. If you make a choice that could improve your whole life. And it's basically just her saying, hey, why don't you ask me out on a date? Yeah. And it's it's actually kind of cute. Yeah. And I, I did appreciate it. I found this much more appealing than Ellis, who seemed to be in love with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very social butterfly. Yeah. Her saying, oh, but Sam, I really like you. Even when you... Just told me about... Even when you reject her, she's still saying, oh, but Sam, I really like you. Why don't you stay in August? And wait, wait, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're also going to have the option to get her to marry Poe. Yeah. And it's like, if you're that committed to him, why... (laughs) And I've only known you for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, I'm not having anything to do with you. Yeah. As the chief, Violet admits to not taking her pills, which should be a red flag. But like I said, I'd gotten that cutscene, so I thought, surely it can't be her. Yeah. She says something about the chief telling her about a UFO sighting. So clearly they must be real. But I can't get that from the chief. I, Mm. I jumped into Violet to go talk to the chief to get more information about that. Doesn't come up. It does come up in the next opening scene of the chapter saying lights were seen. Right. But we don't, it's just so frustrating, we don't get to corroborate that. Yeah. As Rain, Lexi's Ouija says no when she asks, is this the same Rain I've known and loved? Nope. And so <laughs> I think that's the lead that the board knows. We're also going to find out that Poe is looking for some green velvet pouch which I'm assuming is the amethyst that Ellis and Zach Weston were going to sell. Right. I don't know how much that would really be worth if all his stuff is just coming off eBay, like you were saying. Yeah. When we are Ellis, Zach says that he and Ellis were going to steal Poe's amethyst and sell it. When we talk to Poe, Poe's like, I will leave my wife for you. Is it time for us to be together forever? I'm like, no, weirdo. <laughs> no, no. But then I realized, oh, that was a mistake, because actually later, as Poe, Ellis was like, I love you and I'll do anything for you. I was like, oh, I guess I could have <laughs> I could have said yes, though that would be an awkward thing of Poe going, oh, it's so wonderful you're going to be my wife. And Ellis going, oh, did, did we agree? <laughs> <laughs> From Zach's perspective, when we're Zach, we can talk to Violet and find out that she followed him to Dorota's. I think we should be through because you were going to Dorota's and I know about it and I'm going to tell everyone. Well, then just tell everyone. Yeah. A, a murder <laughs> happened. This isn't just he cheated on you. A murder happened. Yeah. <laughs> of which you're a suspect. Yes, exactly. As Zach Poe is going to punch him in the face for being creepy with Ellis. I don't know if this was from before or is this an option that I chose that made this happen? I'm not sure. Punching in the face? Yeah. 
I didn't I didn't get a chance to do that this time. So uh, I I think basically there is a dialogue option to say, hey, why not just undo a few buttons or something, which is just awful because if you look at what she's wearing, there are no buttons. <laughs> I mean, the buttons could be on the back. Maybe, yeah. You want to see a bit of her back? Is that what you're going for? Okay, Zach. <laughs> you do you, Zach. <laughs> I switch back to Sam again. The chief says Violet was in a cult. So this goes even <laughs> further. Even more, yeah. The back scars are from, well, it's a weird thing where I guess they're from the cult. There's some sort of branding from the cult. Mm-hmm. But I think Violet will say they're from the aliens, but then we're eventually going to find out they aren't. Also, it's a monkey because Bronwyn at some point is going to say she has a monkey on her back thinking it's just the saying, but no, it's a literal tattoo scar or something. Right. I was like, oh, you went you went too far with that one. <laughs> you went too far with that one. Sam will ask Zach about being at Dorota's, again, the voyeur thing, and talking to Ellis, find out about going to sell the pendant because Dorota's scholarship actually was revoked or something happened from the administration. It's a very weird thing. I don't think that whatever this pendant that Poe got on eBay is going to pay for her education at Juilliard. No, maybe not. 10 o'clock. Everything will happen very quickly now. 10 o'clock, Judgment Day. This is where we hear about the UFO lights that were sighted. We have the option, what should we tell Ellis to do? Should we get a police officer to protect her? Do we tell her to stay with Sam? Do we tell her to get out of town? I told her to get out of town, which I guess is the right answer. Yeah, that's what I said as well. Because I got an achievement for that. You're warned, again, not to shift and be seen, but I shifted to Ellis anyway. I guess you don't want to change back to Sam once you're being strangled, or you'll be caught as being a shapeshifter. I just let the mysterious entity strangle me until the chief arrives, and then we're all fine. Ellis is saved. Boom, 11 o'clock. The terror readers have a new target. They say it's Sam. Do I have red hair? We you don't do know. now. Mm. Traveler versus Traveler. I think the other reason I was leaning away from Violet is if they're going for redheads, and there's always three, we only have three. Yeah. <laughs> so I was leaning towards her as being the final victim. But we basically have to choose now, and this is where the chief will say, it's Rain, it's Violet, or it's Zack. Mm-hmm. If you go for the hint, it's going to be one of those three. And if you've picked the wrong person, you're still in danger. So I say, take Zack in. And the chief says, yeah, he's kind of creepy. I'll take him in. And then in your room, Violet will come to the door, bringing you the scissors that Sam asked for. Did I? And there's just something creepy about the scene. And then Rain does a dumb jump scare at the door as well. Just totally unnecessary, making them both look crazy. Makes me wonder, what, what does Zach do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does I, he come into the guest house and say I, something? I got the jump scare from Rain this time. I totally did not get the scissors part, so I skipped something. Well, I guess because I told them to block up Violet, so she wouldn't have been there. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, maybe that's why I didn't, I didn't get the scissors part, because she wasn't there. Yeah. Chapter 1 a.m., Killer Cure. Poe goes, well, he's very melodramatic on the radio for this opening bit. The marbling... Video now goes gray. It's like black and white. Sam is now, well, in my playthrough, was taped to the chair in the dining room. Violet is the killer. She's jealous of Zack and his affair with Dorota. I, I said, come on, really? Like, one, she's not that interested in him, it seems like. She doesn't even really act like it's a real relationship. Like, they're just kind of fooling around or something. She is also... I mean, if, if the story is meant to be believed, she's being possessed by this traveler. as the traveler who would want her to do this. So why are they giving her an actual motive? Yeah, exactly. It feels so out of place and awkward. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever game. I'll keep playing. We can choose to change into Violet or Zack. I choose to change into Zack. And she goes, oh, honey, it's you. I'll save you and I'll... Uh, well, I guess she was going to cut the tape, but does she have scissors? She gave those to me. <laughs> Basically, Sam will knock out Violet. We're going to wake up in Bronwyn's room for some reason. She offers Sam to join the tarot group, which I say, sure, whatever. And she says the traveler will have left Violet's body by now. 
It doesn't like to be incarcerated. And again, this is where my notes I say, but Violet had motive on her own, so why even bother? Yeah, exactly. You get to say goodbye to many of the characters. It is meant to feel like a resolution, but it doesn't for the most part, except for maybe if you have a love interest with Lexi or Ellis, you probably get to finish that one. And that's pretty much it. You now have the end weird scene with the man in black who says, Agent 3.13, you're now augmented to Agent 3.14. Again, story that we know nothing about. Yeah. And coincidence that it's Pi? I just put down here, Pi in Monroe? <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> we have the option to click on a secret debriefing. That secret debriefing is basically the man in black asking weird questions. I've killed a serial killer. Does that make you feel good? I've burned down the rainforest. Does that make you feel good? And that's how you get augmented. You can now play the game again and I guess skip scenes if you want to. I don't know if that... I mean, I've finished it, so I didn't see a chance to do that, but... Well, you played it a second time. Were you skipping through then much faster? I, I, I didn't even see an option to skip. Maybe it's a button you didn't know about. Yeah. No idea. But, but you said that it's not always the same killer, right? I don't think so. I think first time I had, I think it was Rain was the killer. And I chose Violet the first time. And then the second time, I chose Violet again because I'd forgotten. I chose her. I'm pretty sure I would have chosen her the first time because it all pointed to her. Then I just chose her again and it was her this time. But you know, it was definitely Rain the first time. I got, I got that disappointing ending where it's like, oh, you failed. But the game's still going to end anyway. Ta-da. But this time... I think, yeah, half as interesting as your ending, though, because when you pick the right killer straight off the bat, you just get a cutscene with the chief going, oh, yeah, you were right. Done, right? <laughs> go back to the hotel. And so you just, and then you go through all your goodbyes and, you know, you ride off with Lexi into the sunset and that's it. Game over. Well done. Then you get back to, you know, yeah, Pi and Monroe and so many questions. Such a better game hidden underneath this game that we've got. They've hinted the whole way through about this traveler and this all this Cthulhu mythos and weird stuff. And yeah, where does this ability come from? Just it was just disappointing. I like the fact that I mean, I even said this to you in a text. I said this would be great if it was a clue type of game where it could have multiple killers. And you said, well, it is. You don't always have the same killer. So I do appreciate that. But I feel at the same time, what they've done though is make it so that the last three, it's a roll of the dice, and you don't know who it is. With Zack and Violet, their stories kind of corroborate each other and make both of them look guilty. Violet followed him and says she found the body after he left. Mm -hmm. So she could be lying, and she did it, or she could be telling the truth, and she did see the body that he left. She wouldn't want to tell because she's still in love with him. I guess. Again, even though it doesn't really feel like it. Rain's whole thing, there's nothing to support that he didn't do it, and there's nothing really to support that he did do it. He has no motivation for doing it. Feels like it's missing something. To me, it feels like... And maybe I'm missing it. Maybe it's in the game and I've missed it. Right. But it feels like whichever one it's going to be this time, there should be some specific clue to set up for that one. But the thing is, that's the thing that is completely correct is and I, I felt this more my second playthrough as well the first time I was just going with it just like okay blah 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 blah, just playing the game but this time actually taking a closer look at it going yeah if you're being killed by an alien from outer space you don't need motive that the motives don't make sense then and that's the whole point of the radio play is with this bag lady is it's senseless it's it's just wondering what's the best way to eat people and it's communicating like what's wrong with me and like well people in earth don't float three feet off the ground. You should consider walking. And I, oh, that's weird. And it's like, it's this whole thing, they don't know what right and wrong is. They don't even know what gravity is or the sense of up and down. So it's like this whole thing of this traveler being so disjointed definitely doesn't need motive. And I don't think it would say like, I want to eat someone, but I want to get away with it. How, how can I, how can I play these people? It doesn't make any sense at all. It would be senseless. And the only way that it should be is the name of the game, Shapeshifting Detective, where you have to find out where were you last night? And find other people's stories about, oh, he was doing this. And, oh, were you doing that? Oh, no, I wasn't doing that. Okay, and then you build it up. But, yeah, this, like, oh, my boyfriend's cheating on me. Traveler doesn't care who's cheating on who, really. So, yeah, a bit dumb. Did you want to tell us more about the other stories, then? Yeah, so I listened to all of them. Well, pretty much all of them. It, it gets to a point where it's random and it goes on repeat. When you're listening, 
Okay, so a couple things about this. So one, does it just keep picking up where it left off? Does each chapter have different stories? No, it seems to or be. Or can on you just loop. sit and listen? Yeah, I sat. Through. I okay. sat and listened until it started looping, and so I got through. I mean, basically, I wrote them down as it came through. It was like one, two, three, four, and then after four, no way, yeah, five, six, and then it started to loop, and then it starts to randomize almost. So it's like I, I got the feeling that I was at the end of the loop, and then the game had finally said, like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna. Whapping, whatever, feel like putting in on random. I'm not sure if this would interest you, but in the credits, it tells you the title of all the stories, and it appears that those stories came from somewhere else. Oh, well, then that makes sense because the writing is quite good. <laughs> so, that sounds a really bad thing to say, but yeah, I mean, the, the writing was good. Okay, so let me take you through a little bit. So, the first one, I don't know the titles of any of these, I just wrote down like brief notes on them. The first one is pretty cool. It's a very creepy one. It's basically a bunch of astronauts are on the moon. They're drilling into the moon. They find a cavern. They lower down uh, an astronaut into the kind of cave. And then he goes a bit mad. He goes blind. And then he kind of sees the future. He sees everybody gets murdered and stuff. And then he kind of wakes up. He's like, oh, I'm still in the cave. Pull me up, pull me up. You know, so they do like the Ghostbusters 2 thing, pulling Ray out of the sewer tunnel from underneath New York. And then he realizes it's all coming true. And it, it was, it is actually real. But instead of his vision where he kind of wimped out and was scared of it, he kind of accepts his fate and da, 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 that's it. Another one is a weird one where a magpie kills a kitten, it seems like. The kid takes the kitten to his mum and then she just basically starts creepily like tearing the kitten apart. And it's really disturbing. It's a weird, weird one. The next one I listened to was this bag lady one, which was really cool and it relates so much to the story that we're in, where basically it takes over this bag lady and it's trying to understand its disguise that it's chosen. So it gets another person in as a kind of familiar, I guess, and then it basically pulls her in, injects this worm into her mouth, which they go into in great detail, which is really disgusting, where she thinks the worm's going to go down her throat, but actually starts burrowing up through her nose into her brain and things like that. And so she's aware of who she is, which is maybe what Sam is. Maybe he's this kind of person. I don't know. But so she's, she's aware of who she is and aware that she's being controlled and she can telepathically communicate. It's pretty cool. And basically she goes out and gets another bum for the bag lady to, to eat which is yeah horrible then they got the curiosity shop where he buys a bunch of stuff on ebay and stuff it's kind of funny like oh what's this poe she's like oh it's uh wait it's poe the guy no poe's yeah. the guy what's this monroe and she's like i don't know is it it's made of silver he's like yes it's made of silver very good you know in his really condescending stupid tone it's like it's a baby's rattle it was found in a mass grave you know dun 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 and yeah so there's a bunch of those episodes are really a lot but the audio quality is bad for most of them. And the narrators are pretty bad as well. So, like, good writing. I really enjoy the stories. Now what you say makes a lot of sense that they've actually pulled these real stories from and, and they're using them in their game. There was one that was really bad. It was uh, The audio was terrible to follow. I couldn't even hear it, to be honest. And it was... I think it was a parrot. It was a, it was a, bit, it was a short story about a mother and the kid hates her mum. The mum dies and she leaves her this parrot. But the mum has taught this parrot to berate the child so even after she's dead this parrot's still telling her that she's fat and ugly and basically the daughter then starves herself to death because of this parrot parroting her mum from the grave pretty much and then yeah there's like a, a dream section on the radio where people write in their dreams and then they analyze them and that's pretty much where it started to loop so yeah yeah i, I really like those stories and i wanted more of that and i wanted more traveler and i wanted more shape-shifting detective stuff and I wanted to know why we're this person and blah 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 and I got nothing well if you want more Bowen Monroe I guess there's another game for you to play yep and the infectious madness of Dr. Decker which I'm going to go out right now and say only play if you're really really if you really enjoy this not these kinds of games it's still an FMV I like FMV you like FMV you're going to play it probably probably but when it goes super sale, cheap yeah but I'm just warning you now, it took me 17 or 18 hours to finish. So you're saying this wore out as welcome, and it was like... No, it didn't wear oh, out oh, as no, welcome. Was good, this was, was a good, good length. length. Yeah, yeah. so three or four hours. So try multiplying that by four. And it's pretty much the same size character-wise. And it's all set in one location. And it's not like a click game. You have to type in all of your questions. <laughs> and there are 
hundreds of responses. If you want something kind of semi-realistic, then it's okay. It sounds a bit like what you want her story to be. Right. After you play through it, going, oh, this is so frustrating to only get but half of it and not really know the question and not right. get to ask the questions you want. It sounds interesting. I think 17 hours is probably going to overstay its welcome, but I think the first couple hours I'll really enjoy it. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about Poe and Monroe. I haven't really looked at it. It's on my wish list. And uh, yeah, if it's more stuff like this where we can get some lore and some some stuff about, you know, weird travelers and things, then I'll be all in. But yeah, there's that and then there's another the other Wales Interactive called I think it's called The Contagion. That's gone on sale recently for about 50% off. That seems okay as well. It looks more along the vein of it's, it it looks more like a late shift style of game, just two choices left or right and I think choices are going to matter. It could be interesting. I don't know why, but I get so sucked in by FMV every time. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even so much I'm gonna play it as I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that is part of the thrill, I guess. So this, where it is primarily FMV, this isn't a game that has FMV elements. This is mm. all full motion video and you making your choices. I enjoy it. I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna enjoy the 17 hour version. <laughs> but this one I enjoy, and I honestly would probably play it again just to see if I could guess the killer next time to maybe get a couple of dialogue options I didn't get this time. Mm-hmm. The achievements for this game are very good at letting you know, oh, there are whole story segments that you missed out on. As well as, and I'm not sure how I feel about this, but whenever I play an FMV game like this, especially the Wales Interactive ones, it's clear at times where the video is cutting because you didn't make a choice that you could uh, have. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing because that's an indicator that there is more to it, that I'm missing it. It does take me out a bit and ruin my suspension of disbelief a bit by seeing these hard cuts. But at the same time, without those hard cuts, would I know necessarily that I'm missing bits here. I I feel like it's almost a hint system, and maybe we don't need to fix that, and maybe it doesn't bother most people like it does me. (laughs) But Shapeshifting Detective, overall, I enjoyed it. In fact, I think part of why I like FMV is because I like B-movies and some of the bad performances that are sometimes... Poe, I don't really like, but it is the type of character that normally I would. Normally, I go, okay, you're so ridiculous. But I think the problem with this kind of game is we are seeing him on his own. We're not seeing him interact with someone. And that, I think, is where having the ridiculous character really plays in, is you have one person acting normal and one person that's totally over the top. And it's very funny when you see that juxtaposition. But when you just see them on their own, it just looks a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> but I will keep playing. And if Wales Interactive wants to keep making these, I'm going to keep jumping back in. I think they're going to. They've found their niche, man, for sure. This is it. Gaps filled, the more gaps created. 